Welcome to the Tell Us Something Podcast. I'm Mark Moss. Tell Us Something is true stories on a theme shared without notes in front of a live audience. Everyone has a story. What's yours? This year, I'll be featuring other podcasts I'm listening to and think you should check out. This week's recommended podcast is Jamie and Travis Present. Jamie and Travis Present knows that it's not just the rivers, mountains, and bike paths that make Missoula a special place. It's the people who live here. If you're interested in getting to know Missoula a little better, Jamie and Travis Present is the podcast for you. Unrehearsed, unedited, and unprepared, Jamie Rogers and Travis Yost invite local luminaries into the kitchen studio each week to discuss everything from community building to raising goats to Missoula's best sushi. Check them out at jamieandtravispresent.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The next Tell Us Something is March 20th and the theme is Right Place, Right Time. All right, let's get to this week's story. This episode of the Tell Us Something podcast was recorded live in front of a sold out crowd on December 12th, 2017 at the Wilma in Missoula, Montana. Eight storytellers shared their story on the theme, Getting Away With It. This week's story comes to us from Josh Slotnick and is titled, You Can't Sleep Here, Making a New Story at the Yellowstone River. Josh finds gold camping on the banks of the Yellowstone River, but not the kind you're thinking of. Thanks for listening. So like Mark said, I live on a farm. And one of my jobs on the farm is to cook for our family and crew. This story begins, it's July of 2011. That was the last summer all of our children were with us in one house. I'm cooking away. So I'm chopping Walla Walla onions real thin, throwing them in a bowl with lemon juice and some salt. There's beets roasting in the oven, waiting for some feta cheese. And I've got the public radio news going and I'm chopping away, doing what I do Monday through Friday from seven or eight o'clock or so, and I hear our governor screaming. And if you remember our governor back then, he was a dramatic guy, but this scream really pierced my chopping. And I I missed the first part of what he said, but I heard real clear, he yelled, the Yellowstone River! And, you know, I think our memories kind of fit together like like an old knitted sweater. And and if if you pull on one, strand of yarn, it all starts to come apart. And that's what he did for me when he yelled, the Yellowstone River. And it brought me right back. It brought me back to being 19 and standing on the highway outside the Orange Street exit past the Oles with my thumb out in the rain headed east. So I got to give you a little background on that. Summer just finished. School was about to start. Back then, we were on the quarter system, and I was headed to Grand Forks, North Dakota. Why Grand Forks, North Dakota? <laughs> My parents had moved there when I was a teenager. Shortly after we got there, you know, they got real icy roads. Their marriage was like a car on an icy road, just spun out, hit a wall of snow, shattered, shards of a broken family everywhere. <laughs> I was 19 years old. Each of my parents was deep in their own renaissance. They barely knew I was around. But my sister, my younger sister, was kind of a touchstone for me. And the end of the summer had come, and I wanted to go see her before school started. And I wasn't hitchhiking because I'd read a lot of Jack Kerouac. Uh, I was hitchhiking because I had like $37 to my name, and that was the only way I could get there. A truck pulls up, big truck, run up to the side, Big dude in there, big meaty forearms, 
two kids and a big wife. <laughs> and I'm looking in there, there's no room for me in this truck. <laughs> the guy points to the back, he's like, oh, there's the horse trailer. There's nothing in it. So I jump in the horse trailer. He said they're headed towards Mile City. The light misting rain turns into heavy rain. And pretty much no matter where I sit in that horse trailer, I'm getting wet. At one point, I'm squatted down and I look at my sneakers and there's water oozing out of my sneakers. And I'm thinking, this is just like me. <laughs> because I had had this narrative going about who I was at this time. See, when we had moved to Grand Forks, North Dakota as a teenager, I was surrounded by people who were very different than me. I remember at one point drinking beer at a keg. That was the big thing we did in high school. It had a keg and a fire. Watching these guys just kick the crap out of each other by the fire. My friends are cheering them on. I've been drinking all day and I just felt stone cold sober thinking, I'm not into this. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could see that this was a great time. <laughs> I wished, I, I looked at my friends and I wished I could be like them. You know, like blonde hair and blue eyes and a square jaw and a name like Knudsen or Nordstrom or something like that. And, <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up coming out here to go to college and they put all of us out-of-state kids on the second floor of Jesse Hall in one corner. And all the people around me were from like New York and New Jersey and Connecticut. And I, I started hanging with those guys and they had like cool hair and they'd all been to Grateful Dead shows and seen Little Feet and snorted cocaine and, uh, and they had money <laughs> and they could talk really fast and say cool stuff and they really cared about football. And, uh, I wasn't like them either. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I found myself squatting in the corner of a horse trailer in the rain, <laughs> kind of convinced that the world did not have a place for me. Horse trailer pulls over, guy I jump out, guy rolls down his window a little bit, and he goes, uh, that's a rest area right there by the Yellowstone River. Good luck. I set my tent up in the rain, in the dark, I'm laying in the tent, thinking, man, this is just like me, <laughs> And a flashlight shoots in the tent, and this voice, get up, get up, can't camp here! And it's a woman, and she's a state trooper, or a cop, something like that, but she doesn't want me camping there. At <laughs> the big light, and she stands there watching me while I get up and pack up all my crap, stuff it in a bag, and then I watch her taillights disappear. And then I scramble down the banks, to the Yellowstone River and set up my tent. The morning comes, I know, I'm sure you've all been in this situation, you're in a tent and the sun comes up and the whole tent kind of lights up. I step out, cram all my stuff back in a bag and I look back over the river and it isn't just that it's lit up. The river is glowing gold. I scramble up the banks of the highway and look east, the whole world is glowing gold. It's like this thrumming electric beauty. It's, I've never seen anything like it. 
I stepped off of the shoulder of the road, walked right to the middle of the highway, lifted my arms up and walked east down the yellow lines right into the glory of the beauty of the world. And in that moment, a little seed started to germinate. I had this sense that it wasn't that there wasn't a place for me in the world. It's just I hadn't really gone there yet. And I knew I could endure shit. <laughs> I just didn't know yet about the glory of the beauty of the world. And what I had to do, and this I started to make a plan, was just put myself there. So now I'm pulling on that sweater of memory. It's all going to come spooling out now. It went from hitchhiking to North Dakota to spending summers in Alaska, going to Mexico, three years in Asia, farming in California, farming in Montana, Kim and Quinn and Sophie and Tasha and the peas farm and so many friends and all of a sudden, bam, I'm right back in that kitchen, cooking food in this beautiful kitchen. And I realized about my plan, I got away with it. I got away with my whole life. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Josh Slotnick is a vegetable farmer. You may know him as the director of the Peace Farm, a teacher in the environmental studies program at the University of Montana, or you may have seen him at the farmer's market on Saturday morning, where he sells for his family's farm, Clark Fork Organics. Josh has been farming in Missoula for 25 years. That means there's plenty of stories to tell. If you want to hear or read some more, head to tellussomething.org for links to his TEDx talk and an essay that he wrote in High Desert Journal. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Gecko Designs. The creative crew at Gecko Designs makes awesome logos that are off the hook. They build beautiful mobile-friendly websites for both large and small clients in Missoula and around the country. Gecko has been doing it for two and one-tenth decades. That's 21 human years and 336 Gecko years. They're also responsible for the shiny new Telesomething website. When you're ready to get serious about your website, Put a Liz in your biz. Visit the Gecko Designs team on North Higgins or online at geckodesigns.com. Logjam Presents. Logjam Presents is committed to creating a superior live entertainment experience through world-class production, state-of-the-art venues, and superior guest services. Headquartered in Missoula, Montana, Logjam Presents is an independently and privately owned live entertainment company, logjampresents.com. Cabinetparts.com, the number one source for cabinet hardware since 1997. Anyone searching for the best kitchen cabinet hardware at a great price needs to go to Cabinetparts.com. Cabinetparts.com, in business since 1997, combines knowledgeable hardware specialists with the best online shopping experience nationwide. With fast and easy ordering, free hinge matching service, and same-day shipping, Cabinetparts.com is the direct source for all of your cabinet hardware needs. The Good Food Store. Supporting Western Montana farmers and ranchers for almost 50 years, The Good Food Store supports the local folks creating their own beer, salsa, baked goods, ice cream, and more. The Good Food Store is a passionate supporter of Missoula nonprofits, supporting multiple organizations, events, and fundraisers every year. Learn more at goodfoodstore.com. Missoula Broadcasting Company. Locally owned and operating four stations, including The Trail 103.3, Jack FM 105.9, U 104.5 FM and ESPN 102.9. Learn more at missoulabroadcasting.com.
Enlighten Lab Float Center. Enlighten Lab is a spa featuring sensory deprivation or floating as a wellness therapy. They've also recently expanded to feature a sauna featuring a sun lamp to get you through those dark Montana winters. Unplug, reset, and recharge in their state-of-the-art float tanks. Learn more at enlightenlab.com. That's E-N-L-Y-T-E-N-L-A-B.com. The Bookstore at the University of Montana, a local bookstore serving the students, faculty, and staff of the University of Montana, as well as the Missoula community. MontanaBookstore.com. Fact and Fiction, where books, authors, ideas, and readers interact. FactandFictionBooks.com. Missoula Federal Credit Union. Find them at MissoulaFCU.org. Thanks to Cash for Junkers, who provided the music for the podcast. Find them at cashfordrunkersmusic.com. If you're interested in sponsoring Tell Us Something, email me at mark at telesomething.org. That's M-A-R-C at telesomething.org. Podcast production by Mark Moss. Thank you to everyone who attends the events. Those of you who download the podcasts and most especially to the storytellers, Lisa Venuti, Brian, Dixie Rayleigh, Christy Hager, Rochelle DeVoe, Victoria Gannon, and Josh Slotnick. Remember, your story matters. If you enjoyed this story, please share it with your friends on your favorite social media sites. Thanks. Check out the website to listen to the story archive and find out how you can tell your own story. Tellussomething.org.